Welcome back to HodgePodge. I'm Allison Klockwitz, your host. Today's guest is Brandon Foster, a children's comic book author who aspires to fuse faith-based teachings with relatable topics and humor to create something enjoyable not just for young readers, but readers of all ages. Brandon has crafted two fabulous family comic books that teach moral lessons the whole family can learn from. Both books will especially be favored by middle grade readers and teens alike. His Family Time series aims to keep parents and their children reading, connecting, and engaging together for as long as possible. He believes that nothing is more important than family time. Stay tuned to listen to my camp conversation with Brandon. I know you will be inspired. Hello, Brandon. Welcome to HodgePodge. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so thrilled to have you here to talk about your amazing Family Time comic book series. I recently had the opportunity to review Who Do You Love and I'm a Star and was so impressed with both both of these comic books. Um, so well done, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm You're glad welcome. you enjoyed them. I did. I did. We were speaking a little bit earlier just about... Um, the the quality of the comic i mean there's a, a true authenticity to the comic books so any comic fans out there uh especially families will really enjoy these books because they they're funny they're engaging but they also have wonderful moral lessons for both children and adults so I think that's a, a, a really special thing. But I was hoping maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what inspired you to create these family-themed comic books. Yes, my name again is Brandon Foster. I am currently living in Ackworth, Georgia, working at the post office, going on four years now. Yeah. <laughs> Been married, it's going on seven years, and I have two beautiful girls. Aww. Love to give me all the, the fun in the world. <laughs> uh, what inspired it? I've had the inspiration for this, say, 10 years ago. Okay. Um, a big undertone that we that is in each one of the comics, and we don't try to put it, hit you over the head with it, but it's all Christian-based. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is in how the dad, the underlying message and how the dad deals with his children. And inspiration for it came, I guess, about 10 years ago through a few dreams I had. And I interpreted a message that is the basis for each book. Wow. Three dreams. I'm working, currently working on the third now. Wonderful. I'm excited to be able to read it. And possibly review it when it when it releases. Um, and I think that's interesting that you said um, about dreams because I think our our subconscious and our dreaming really does kind of influence as writers and creatives. It can influence us. And I know I've had had kind of a similar experience with um, some novel writing and um, and some other things but that's that's really interesting mm-hmm. yeah um, so 
I was going to ask if your books were based on your family, but your, your girls are a little younger than, than the um, girls featured in the book. Is that correct? Yes. The yeah. Children in the book are actually right. character based off my nieces and nephews. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was curious if there was any family um, uh, influence there or, you know, what, you know, because it's it's one thing to to experience that in your own personal family, but sometimes we pull from everyone and uh, around us and and different things going on. Mm-hmm. Because in the, the characters in the book, um, it's a teenage daughter and son, and then a younger elementary age daughter, and then a baby who's a little boy. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Two teenagers are my oldest brother's kids. Uh, have three brothers. Two of the kids are featured in this. Right. Second oldest are the elementary and baby. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the story storyline in each of the books? Sure. Uh, a lot of the jokes and stuff, things of that nature, in there. The dad going crazy about. Um, there's a there's a scene in one of them in the first one where the dad has a flashback. What the daughter tells the story of it, uh, putting bleach in the mm. dad's fish tank <laughs> to try to help him clean. Yeah, and that's uh, that's something I actually did as a kid. So I, <laughs> that's something I threw in there just for a little laugh. Yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah, so that was me. It didn't go as nicely. In there, as it and for me, as it went for her, but that was part of inspiration for that. Um, with this one, the main theme to I got in the dream was I, I uh, idol worship, idolatry, mm-hmm. and that's what you see with uh, Ashlyn, who's the main mm-hmm. character. She is uh, believes her older sister, the teenager Simone, has taken something of hers, and how she mm-hmm. values that possession more than she actually does the relationships in her family mm-hmm. so we delve into that and how kids you know are more concerned about their toys or their electronics now than they are with the people around them right it's there these topics are i mean for for every family despite what their religious beliefs also are that really you know it, it is teaching just really good um, moral and and wise human behavior, and um, so it appeals to to every family uh, with children who are who are going through you know any daily um, instance because and I know in in uh, I'm a star. The older sister, she, who is a teenager, she's kind of like the best at everything. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's just, she's always achieving. And, but then she begins to struggle a little bit with her staying true to herself and true to her family and, and, and her friends and, and becomes a bit influenced and, and 
winds up getting in a little trouble and, and, you know, there's, there's all kinds of different things that every person can identify and learn from. And that's what I, I especially loved uh, about each of these books. Um, Are you a, a comic book fan? Yes. Yes. Always since you were a kid. Yeah, I think uh, first comic I had was some older, some of the original X-Men stuff. Some of them cool. I still have to this day. Yeah. I have a big comic collection. Yes, I can relate to that. My husband has huge boxes of comics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we tend to hold on to those things, don't we? So outside, yeah. of, outside of X-Men, what other favorite comics did you have? I liked, let's see, I liked the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Now I got to go jump. <laughs> Marvel, I do Marvel and DC. So yeah, right. Avengers, of course, Superman, Batman, Justice League. Right. All of the good Spider-Man, classic comics. You know. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Let's, let's go back um, to talk about the um, faith-based and Christian-based thought process, you know, um, obviously you are pulling from your own, um, your own beliefs and your own relationship uh, as a Christian. So what are you hoping from a Christian perspective to, to teach your readers? Uh, The first one we want to do, Avoiding idol idol worship mm-hmm. and patience, mm-hmm. especially because um, after the fight with Simone and Ashlyn, Ashlyn has to go back to her old big sister and then apologize, which right. is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But also the bigger thing is to forgive your little sister because during the fight, Ashlyn was about to break something very valuable to Simone, mm-hmm. and that that caused a bigger rift. So it's not only being accountable for your actions, but it's also accepting the and forgiving other people. And with Simone's story, um, I'm a star. We wanted to tackle pride and envy, because uh, mm-hmm. as you were saying, she was she becomes proud and she starts to believe that she's better than everybody. And then it takes a humbling experience from someone that was envious of her. That mm-hmm. said uh, everything else and gave her a new perspective. So we, we try to do two uh, two sides with each story so that you can get double lessons. You know. Yes. Yeah. No. It's it, they're they're wonderful. So now I'm very curious because you have already mentioned it that you are working on book three. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, book three is going to be Big Brother Sylvester's turn. Okay. He, I was wondering when he would. Character, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, so what's going on with Sylvester? Sylvester's going to deal with fear and uh, leadership. Mm. You know, him being the oldest, he, he is viewed as the, the leader amongst the kids and mm-hmm. kind of like a a secondary parent and how that affects him and the things that he wants to be, but also the things that he has to be accountable for Mm -hmm. and 
how he deals with that, and that's where the fear comes in. So that's that's the main story we're fleshing out with that one. Right. Right. No, I love that because I was curious. I was like, well, when is when is Big Brother going to get his turn in here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that'll be that'll be great for all of the boy readers out there too. Um, so. When do you think this might be released? Uh, looking at next year. Next year. Probably okay. going to try. Because the first two were, were solo funded or self okay. funded. Mm-hmm. We might try to see about a Kickstarter for this Kickstarter. one. Kickstarter. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's a major undertaking. I haven't, you know, I've considered that myself, um, which is what. And because it it takes a lot to be an indie author and you have to invest a lot of money and time um, in that process. And if you can get some type of support, that is amazing because we do it all on our, all ourselves, right? We don't have these major, huge uh, uh, publishers behind us, but our books are, are, are just as good, right? We, we create these amazing books and, um, and indie authors really need support. So I think that's fa- fantastic. And when you do, and if you do begin a Kickstarter campaign, you can always reach out to me and I'll try and get the word out there for you. Um, yeah, because part of the writing community and author community, and um, we really do try to support one another. And um, so good luck on that major <laughs> major <Thank> journey. <laughs> We were hoping to get have all the book fairs and stuff this year to build up some capital, but with everything going on, it took a we took a big loss. Yeah, loss. didn't have to pay the money to get to the fairs, but you know, right, right, yeah. Hopefully, we I already see you know as things are beginning to reopen or change some, you know, we're in the spring and summer. Definitely, we all everything was canceled. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a bit of a difference. So I hope that will begin to change for you as well. Um, I would love to talk a little bit about the actual illustrations and, and the books. Um, who is your illustrator? Illustrator is someone I met off of the website, B hand. Her name is okay. Pia, P I A Proda, P R A D O Blay. D-L-E-Y. Mm-hmm. And we've mm-hmm. been working together for about a year now. She's uh, illustrated both and she's illustrating, but she's going to pretty much illustrate everything I do. Okay. And, and until maybe she gets sick of me and she wants to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you can tell, there is some serious partnership here because it's one thing to illustrate a children's picture book, um, mm-hmm. but it's another to do uh, a comic book with so many different scenes and comic books really evoke emotion. I mean, not that a children's picture book doesn't, but it really is character focused. And, and so with each little scene happening, you know, there is a lot going on there and she has done a, an amazing job with yes. your, with your el- illustrations. Yes. I mean, so kudos to, to Pia because she really is extraordinarily talented. What is it like to partner with an illustrator for, for, a, for a comic? How do you guys 
um, brainstorm? How do you communicate what you're looking for? That's an excellent question. Uh, when I first did it, she had to kind of reshape how I wrote. Because when mm -hmm. I gave it to her, I gave it to her as, like I was turning in an assignment to an English professor. You know, right. Double spaced mm -hmm. and everything like that. Oh, yeah. So she yeah. kind of she helped me through storyboarding and how to present it to her panel style mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that it wouldn't just be like hey I'm going to give you all of this and you kind of have to figure it out and then you may lose some of the story because that was uh, it looked what she helped me with on the first one because it was like you know with the way you formatted it it's not we're not sure how many pages it's going to be you don't want to mm -hmm. have too many panels per page because then it becomes like bulky and everything is just like thrown at you as opposed to having a more genuine flow, which I don't know. It's, that's what I'm curious about. If people can notice from the second, the first to the second mm -hmm. is where we kind of space it out a little bit more. It's very little incremental changes. But it's okay. Like, that, we like, it, it looks to have a better feel for it and a flow than the first one. Mm-hmm. And that was a more important thing that we wanted to, uh, to learn. To improve on. Yeah. yeah, I can, I can see that. Definitely. Um, is there, do you use like a notes or something like an Adobe Photoshop or like, what are you got? What, is there a certain technology you're using or are you, is she just, you know, helping you break it down a little bit easier? I right, first, uh, the first one, she we we, we kind of talked through each page, and on the by the second, I would I uh, storyboarded it out. So I picture when I'm writing it or sending it to her, I uh -huh. send it to her per page, right? What the comic looks and it's broken down by panels. Okay. So then it's it's more specific, and if she specifically has, explaining mm -hmm. what you ideally would like to see in each scene, right? Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that's very similar to the children's book um, partnership with an illustrator too, but definitely a lot, a lot more detail. Mm -hmm. it, 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 there's a lot more going on there. <laughs> yeah. But you guys have done. You're a great team. Obviously, you have a really good communication and vision together. So that, and you've won some awards. Is that correct? Yes, I've uh, submitted my work to Story Monsters. Yeah. I've uh, been Story Monster approved, and I've won a Purple Dragonfly Award. So oh, different. yeah. And I'm, that also, was, yeah. Yeah, I'm also waiting to hear back from Moonbeam Children's Book oh. Awards. Oh, I've never heard of that one. Yeah. But that sounds weird. Um, we'll do you know where they're out of? Pennsylvania. What, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Moonbeam. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> Awards are very important for validation of our work also. Yeah. yeah. So, and thank goodness for all of these amazing, a lot of times educator-based um, and children's book, you know, uh, very um, savvy awards uh, programs to, um, to be able to appreciate and, and, and acknowledge excellence. Right. And, and yeah. definitely that is, that is seen in your uh, family time comic book series. So um, 
Well, with that said, um, how uh, how do our listeners find you, and where can they purchase your comic books? <clears throat> well, I'm glad you asked. You can mm-hmm. find me on Instagram mm-hmm. at B Foster Author. Okay. And if you're on there, there's a link in the bio that takes you to my website, and you can order there, or you can just go directly to the website. It's allegorypublishing.com. Okay. And we can order from there. Um, we have the single comic of each one, and we also have a bundle of the two for a, bit, for a discounted price. And we have some other things on there, shirts and stuff. Looking to do stickers and um, pins. Plus some other stuff we're looking into. Thought it'd be a little. That'd be cute to have little stickers of the character. Yes, yeah. I might know somebody that can help you with <laughs> that. But anyway, unless okay. you've already got someone in mind. But um, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, okay. but okay. but um, but that is amazing. You know, that's a great idea too because people love to have these little extras um and uh, bookmarks and things like that too when they. When they get that, you also have some Facebook uh, Facebook page also out under Allegory Publishing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. At Allegory and, Publishing as well. Okay. Okay. And are your books on Amazon? Where Where can they purchase them? It, outside of your website, or is that the the only place to purchase? Uh, for now, the only place to purchase is the website. We're looking to do uh, an ebook on Amazon. Okay. I think it's like if you have, um, I don't know, I can't do a print book and a website with Amazon. I mean, uh, sell a print book on the website and Amazon. Right. Because of the way that they're um, they're set up, you can't sell it somewhere else for a cheaper price. Okay. With Amazon, it's going to probably be a markup on a physical copy. Right. So you are going, you're, you are doing it straight indie, you know, full, full indie. Well, good for you. And that's, you know, that's a big undertaking as well, handling all of that. Um, But that's fabulous. And I'll have all of your links uh, embedded in the blog post to accompany our podcast today. Do you have any ending thoughts, uh, advice for aspiring writers and creatives out there? Sure. Um, if you're going indie and you want to do the whole solo route like I'm doing, whatever you spend for getting illustrations and shipping and all that stuff, you're probably going to have the same amount for marketing because that is the one thing. You know, <laughs> you just put it all together, you make this beautiful book but then you forget <laughs> that people aren't going to know who you are and how to find it so you got to spend just as much if not more on marketing <laughs> as you do anything else mm-hmm. and I guess that's where the kickstarter comes coming in going through kickstarter too because then if you're able to be a crowdsource that then allows you to have extra money to put in more into marketing to get more eyes more clicks um, you also want to try to have free content as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking into putting little mini, mini little comments of the family on the website so that you have something to come and take a look at, get a feel for, and enjoy. Yeah. And also is, you know, find people out there in the indie community, like the Hodgepodge, 
Mm-hmm. And other friends that you can go on and try to spread and grow your wings as best you can. Yes, 100%. It's, what, it's one thing to publish a book. It's a whole other thing to market a book. Isn't that right? That's right. <laughs> And that's why indie authors desperately need your help and, and, and why every purchase of a book helps us greatly. And, um, and so make sure uh, to, to go out and check out Brandon's uh, wonderful family time comic book series and buy lots of copies for all of the people that you know. Yes. <laughs> It'd be hard to find it cheaper anywhere else. Right. Yes. Yes. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for being a guest today. Um, it's really fascinating to learn about uh, the uh, family comic book uh, genre. And um, you have done an excellent job. And I can't wait to read book three. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners out there. I appreciate all of your support and uh, stay tuned for next time on HodgePodge.